Hallelujah. You got to say it to yourself. How many of you know it don't really matter what you say to somebody else so much as much as it matters what you say to yourself? Because you'll tell somebody else a lie in a heartbeat. It ain't that you won't lie to yourself, but we're less likely to lie to yourself. So you're telling yourself, you, you, you're adjusting yourself, you're aligning yourself. You're saying, self, this is what God said. This is what we're going to believe. Amen? Amen? All right, so I want to talk this morning, going into this series, uh, and this year of building. And there's three parts uh, to establishing something. And the first part of it is birthing. The second part is building. And the third part, you have to maintain it. Right? So you have birthing, you have building, and then you have to maintain it. So the first thing is born. After it's born, you can kind of look at it with, like a baby. After it's born, right, then you have to you have to work on it. You have to build on the thing. And then you, and you also have to maintain it. And we kind of go through that in our life. Um, and now in, in relationships in marriage, now let, me, let me do this too. Let me do this too. Let me take a poll in here. How many of you in here this morning would say, right, at my house, right at my house, there is some, there's some lack at my house, in some area, right? It, it could be financial lack. I got my hand up, right? We, we, we can't, it, ain't, it ain't about all what I can buy for myself, but it's for what needs, ministry needs. I got lack. I, I'm, I'm, I'm short about, about $100 million right now. <laughs> right? So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be short because when I get up to see the $100 million, I'm going to be short another $100 million. Okay, so I, listen, I, I gotta keep working, right? Okay, so at your house, talking about, you know, couples, at your house, it, you, you say you might be short a little bit, or whatever you need to do, it might be some God. Somebody else, you know what I'm talking about, talking about vision, right? So, you could be short financially, you could be short emotionally, you could be short physically, if you got physical needs, right? But the first thing you have to do is you have to be honest that you're short. Alright? And so one of the things, uh, too, like, now you talk about marriage, you talk about relationship, one of the, one of the biggest problems that happen in marriage and relationships? One of the biggest problems is that you fight over money. Okay. That's the biggest thing. You spend too much. You should have bought that dress. But you bought that, that wheel for your car. <laughs> right? I'll tell you about the thing I saw on, uh, I think it was on Facebook, or uh, there's a YouTube video or something. And the dude, he goes and uh, they get this tax time too. Right? We can really do that tax time. Oh, right? Well, you don't know, do that, right? You get, get that get big fat tax check and, and, you know. And so the boy, he goes and they got like something like $8,000 back on the tax check. And he goes and puts down, hang it down on a bill. And come up, wheels on and everything. And go in the house and tell this girl, look, look what I got with the tax money. Right? So he ain't think about it, you're going to pay the notes after. You know, you spend the tax money, ain't that much tax money. Got to pay the notes and you got to put the maintenance on the call. Right? So it's, there's always these type of things where folks are beating about, about coins, right? We, we, you need money. And so you have to admit it. And you know, we, have to, we have to grow. Right? Why is, why is money, why does money play such a factor in society? Because that's what makes things cool. That's why they call it currency. Right, so it plays a role in society because everything that we do, you can't just roll up in a place. Everyone can't roll up somewhere and say, well, look, you know, bought in the Wild Wild Line and pass her groceries through there and the thing said 94, 67, that's how much the bill is. And she just came up there and popped her shoe up and say, you know, my shoes are so fly, I thought that I'd take care of the bill. You know, no, 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 
can't do that. It's not about, you know, how cute you think you look or whatever like that. They want, they want to pay me. Huh. When you get me into like, anybody got to pay for something before? Yeah. Right? So they want to pay me when you get over there. So, you, so listen, you have to establish certain habits. You have to understand certain things. Uh, and we talked about this before. Uh, you have to get to a point when, when people newly get married, a lot of times there's not very, it's not often that they really understand money stuff. They don't understand that we have to build something. Right? We have to, we have to look down the road. Right? We have to establish retirement or whatever. I don't know none of this kind of stuff. We, we have to get some money coming here. Right? So they don't take that very serious. And they just kind of lie again and go through stuff and, and don't, don't do that. Remember what I said before, if you find yourself in a situation that, uh, that is lacking, right? Uh, I know people on their, their whole life that say, hey, listen, I wanna, I wanna lose weight, right? I wanna lose weight. Well, man, you listen, you got to come up with a plan if you wanna lose weight. You don't just sit around and say, well, show our eyes, show what like to lose weight. <laughs> no, you can't do that. And you gotta take an action on the thing, right? If you don't have it, is that right? So, so if you don't have a a uh, di- diploma or whatever, or a certain training that you need for a job that you want, you have to go and get training for the thing. Is that right, Sherry? She's going to school right now. She's talking about, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, it's hard, and I'm scared, she works a lot out. But then you listen, you sit around, you're going to continue to be the victim if you keep sitting around. That's right. If that's something that you need, forget you want it. If it's something that you need, you got to take an action and move in that direction. Now, God is not the person that hides from a fight. I told you that before. Right? And God knows that his business in the earth requires resources. It requires good health. So, therefore, if his his business in the earth requires good health, it requires good resources. And I'm not just talking about physical health. I'm talking about emotional health. If he understands that you are an important part of his earthly business, then he wants you to be doing well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He wants you to be doing well. Now for years, people blew the whole thing. They, they have put this in a folder and talked about what they say, prosperity message. Forget that. Forget whatever you heard good or bad about that. Forget about that. Alright? We're fixing to talk about simple uh, needs being met from a non-greedy perspective. We just fixing to talk about taking care of business. Okay, we just talk about taking care of business. But what does taking care of business look like? What does stability look like? For me, that looks like that. My, my wife and I, we have the things that we need, right? You may have a ton in the savings, you may not. But if Lee comes by and Lee's stuff, for some uh, unforeseen reason, he got something he needs, I can be of some help. I might not be able to bankroll his whole life, but I can help him. Okay? And that's, that's what that looks like. Right? When the church stands up and they say, hey, listen, uh, 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 you know, uh, things are changing. Uh, we're growing. When we get to this point, I believe we won't be too far away. We get to a point and say, hey, things are changing. The landscape, everything's changing. You know, I believe God, we're going to get another building with, a, with an all-inclusive. We're going to have to separate the kids this place and that place and this and the other one. And so we're going to have a building for them. Right? So you don't have to start scratching your head and say, well, shoot, that's easy for us. We don't have to worry about what we're going to give because we ain't got nothing. <laughs> right? You, you know, easy for us. That's easy to start, you know, uh, prayer consideration. I don't have to worry about nothing because we ain't got nothing to give. So, you know, I just try to see you on the whole thing. It's over that quick. Right? So, no, we're not going to do that because you want to be in a situation. And if you ain't in that situation, 
You have to do something to change it. Right? Now, it might not happen overnight, but you got to recognize when you've got to do something. you got to recognize when you've got to do something. I keep telling this story because it applies, it directly applies. I don't care if you're tired of hearing it. I'm going to keep telling the story because I'm living it and it applies. A few months back, a year back, church uh, is going through dire financial problems. Not only can I not be paid, Right? We, we, we need a miracle weekly to keep the lights on around here. We can't do that. We can't keep doing that. Because you know what? I'm going to have to do like the, the guys that were here before me for short stay. I'm going to have to be, you know, go walk in and grab my box and off my desk with all my valuables and me and my wife march out the door and don't come back. Something had to change. I didn't just sit there and say, well, shoot. God, you ain't doing nothing. You know, you make this place just dead. You know, maybe ain't nothing gonna happen over there. I didn't come out and say, Brian Gibson, you know, uh, I went at the offering lately, and I took that, you know, matter of fact, I just took up an offering, I had the deacon go back there and count the money, and I started to put in five dollars to get it take up another offering, and I need everybody to deep. When did we told you? Do you want to tell you? Deep, deep, deep. Deep, deep. Go deep. I need you to go deeper. This is the third offering today. We've got to pay for the rent tomorrow or tomorrow. I ain't never done that. Who been here since the whole time I've been here? You know, I ain't never did that. Yeah. I ain't never did that. Never did that. And so I know you only got so much. Now you only got so much you can do. And after you've done that, you've done it. Right? Now, if you're not doing your part, that's between you and God. It's none of my business. Right? And, but, but my business is, since I'm the responsible party, I have to initiate something, whatever God says to me, to make up it so we can continue to go on. So I didn't sit here and just let the place die. I didn't just sit here and let, hey, look, they got to get another guy in here and let him go six or seven months and realize that he can't make it in six or seven months. It takes longer than six or seven months. You know, right after they talk about how big those ships is, and some of those big uh, uh, cruise ships or uh, aircraft carriers, they say it takes hours to turn the things around. Right? So when the ship's going in a direction, it takes time to turn around. At your house, your ship may be going in a certain direction, it's going to take some time to turn it around. But if you don't recognize that I need to turn the ship around, right? So what do you do? You go to God and you ask him. You say, God, what am I supposed to do? Right? Oh, now, man, we're talking about God. What are we supposed to do? Come on. Right? You got to do something. You got to do something. What are we supposed to do? What do we have to do? So you have to listen. You got to initiate some kind of thing. After God gives you an answer, you got to step forward. But you being scared, you ain't got time to be scared because you're proud. <laughs> you ain't got time to be scared, scared and proud. That's a terrible thing, ain't Pastor Nick? Because it takes something scared and broke, I'm gonna leave one place. Been there before, I wanna go back. Depression. I'm scared and I'm broke. I'm in place. Now you can't do that. You gotta take action. Whatever it is, whether it's money, whether it's your health, no matter what you got going on, you have to take an action. And you have to take an action as a team. Right? So it can't be one person leading the charge and then they're going to come. Give me some resistance. Don't come with It can't be one person leading the charge and they got to drag you. Listen, I'm trying to do something. Just, every night, you know, you know, you're negative and, you know, you got some kind of response and I don't want to go or whatever it is. I don't believe that. I don't want can't do that. It's got to be everybody on board. All hands on deck. Come on. 
So, so it's not easier when we, we go so much faster when we get them. We go so much faster when we go together. We go so much faster when we go together. I got to be everybody, because sometimes I might get tired of what I need to do. The Bible says two are better than one, because one gets tired, the other one gets beat up the slack. Got to be out here on deck. You got to understand that we're going somewhere. There's too much at stake. We got grandkids coming. We got grandkids coming at some point. They might be years down the line, but they're coming. Right? So, so we can't be playing games. We have to, we have to take care of business. Bro, put that slide up for me about the winning looks different. Watch this. This is something that God gave me during the time when we were preparing to open up the restaurant over there. And I took these pictures out of front of them off. These are my blinds in the office over there. I just does them up. It says, to a losing team, winning looks different. To a losing team, winning looks different. If you're used to losing all the time, when you come up on winning, you don't know what it looked like. You come across winning, you won't recognize winning because you're so used to losing. So, so with winning, in the winning folder, with, uh, you know, it's a bunch of hard work. When you just used to sitting there before, pouting, and thank you, friend. So, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. The prophet gave him a word. It's going to get better. 1996. It's going to get better. Listen, prophet get a word. Right? We, I get words. We respect prophecy. We honor prophecy. And I'm going to tell you something. You got to part the play in that night, too. That's right. Faith without works is dead, being alone. Right? So, so listen. When you come upon what winning looks like, winning might not be the, the, the things that you have to do to win may be totally different from what you're used to doing. Right? If, for instance, if you say, oh, well, I need a degree for this situation, whatever. If you ain't used to going to school, listen, I was glad to get out of school. There's nobody in the room more glad to graduate high school than me. Right? I, I did a few you know, years in college, whatever, didn't come out with no degree. Right? But I just, you know, I hated school. Because I was the main thing about school, I don't have to do no more homework. Never. I have to read that there's geometry, the only class I ever failed about school. Geometry, I couldn't handle because it wasn't mad, right? They wanted me to remember stuff. They wanted me to remember these formulas, and I didn't want to do it. So that's the only way I was there. I, so when I got out of school, I'm like, I don't have to do that no more. <laughs> but even as a criminal, I had to learn to be educated as a criminal. I had to learn about my criminal craft. Yeah, when I was a criminal, I had to learn about that. There were certain rules and things to this particular crime and make it work out the way it's possible. And it requires some reading. Right? I had to do some reading and some study. Right? And so listen, it don't, it don't matter what you're trying to do, you have to, you have to apply yourself. You have to learn something, you have to do something different. So if, I, so if there's a, a certain case in her, her case, she, she's got uh, something in her medical field, she wants to switch to another job, she's got to go through this school. Now, you don't do no good as you for her to sit at home and say, uh, oh, I sure want that job. I want that position. I sure want it. I sure want it. Six years went by. I sure want it. 
You could have been finished. I'm on the train. You want to go to the next thing? Okay, she did she that all things two years. She could have been through that thing three times. But sitting at the house, talking about show home. But you, but you know it. You always be to She said, for 17 years, I don't know how long she did. 17 years she, she did work before, she did this one. But she jumped on it. She, 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 she procrastinated some. She did frustrated, but she was going to do it. Ooh, that was what she did the first time. Listen, everybody procrastinate. Everybody do. But at some point, you got to get on it. You got to be about it. And so, so understand something as a couple, this has to be a part of your, your relationship. You have to understand, this has to be a part. Of it. Because let me tell you something now, I'm not saying you got to be Donald Trump and, and Mrs. Trump. That's not what I'm saying. But at some point, you got to be serious because there are going to be expenses, uh, you know, for kids and different things like that. Yeah. And I heard somebody was talking about, uh, it might have been on TV, and they was talking about, you know, people's goal is, uh, for the kids to, to, to grow up and get out of the house. So you don't have to pay for them no more. It's her up. You know, you're 18, yeah, you know you got to go. 18 years old, yeah, it's your birthday. We're going to blow these cameras out. And I already got some stuff back Okay? So as soon as you get through blowing out these cameras and you get hugs from everybody, take, yeah, take the gifts. Don't forget that is. But you got to go. You got to go. Right? Because they are. And I never really thought about it like that because, you know, the kids do. And so, so I never thought about folks just wanting to give out. So you know, uh, you know, these are the good times. Yeah, because we about to have good times. Everything I was standing on, we we fixing to go to the casino. This is out. Right? So no, but, but it can't be like that. You can't. This is you, these are kids. 57 years old, it's still yours. Right? And if something happens, you've got to, you know, responsibility to help is still there. Now, I don't have to house you forever. Temporary assistance ought to be able to give you something. Right or wrong? Okay, so I'm not in the, I'm not going to be in a settlement situation where I just need to get rid of the bill at 18. Yeah. Nah. You don't want to be in that spot. Me, I'm not saying you got to be Donald Trump, but you, you listen, you got to be able to help a little bit of somebody sometime. Yeah, yeah. Right? So in order for that to happen, you have, you have to do be intentional about certain things. You have to be about some things. Right? Listen, let me tell you something. I know how to feel to, I remember one time there was a season that we went through that we could not eat past the dollar menu. It was not happening. It was for a couple of years. Health decline and all that kind of stuff. Man, we had to get that to be here. That's what we had to do. You know, us and four kids, I need, I need six hamburgers, and I need six fries. But they had to do more kids knew. Man, man don't, don't listen to the child. We need six hamburgers and six fries. Keep the toes. And all the toes and all that kind of water. All right? So listen. That's all I'm trying to tell you what we're trying to say. That's all we can do. Jack in the box came out for that nasty chicken sandwich you had. Because I think it was $3.99 with a call. Right? That's all we can do. We couldn't do nothing else. But, but the thing about this, I always knew I had to do something. Amen. So what did I do? I tried. I tried. I tried. Now the next thing is, and I failed at some stuff in my life. 
The only thing that guarantees not to fail is not trying. Yeah, you ain't gonna lose if you don't try, because you already lost. You lost and you don't even know it. Right? Only thing guaranteed not to fail is not trying. You got to point your attention on trying. You got to point your attention on, hey, look, we're going for it. So listen, we're not going to be always focused on what we might lose or what it's causing us right now. I'm focusing on, 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 look, what we might win. I was in that, uh, in the, the barbecue smoke room over there. And, uh, we just got the new smoker installed. And so I'm sitting there looking at this, this smoker. A $12,000 smoker. I said, man, that's a lot of money for a barbecue, bitch. That's what he wanted already. I'm not thinking about it, we've been 12. I'm thinking about all the money he's going to bring. Amen. Right? And so what did I do? I didn't have money to buy the smoker, but I prayed. And God sent the money to get the smoker. Right? So now we can, we can, we can go and, and pursue catering because it's not about the pastor going out there sticking wood. It's only how to put out so much meat as I can put wood on the fire. Now I have to do what that turn <laughs> and say that to these two and a quarter and go to my house and go to bed. <laughs> go ahead and go to sleep, but the cool is to bed. <laughs> Man, let me tell you something y'all don't know. I was doing doing uh twenty-two hour shifts. When we first started, it was every day. But I didn't call y'all and say, hey. That's what they do. I call y'all and say, hey, I'm going to let you on 22 hours. I'm walking dead right now. And you come over and throw some of this meat on that one, And every time I go in the grocery store, all the women tell me, oh, you smell good. <laughs> they want to talk about my cologne. I smell like smoke from the pit. <laughs> and I mean, it's smoke from the pit. I like smoke. I don't like it. I told you I smell like cologne. I told you I got like 19 bottles of cologne. I like to smell good. Right? I don't mind. I do good at all times. But, but we had to do something. So that's required. Until five months. Five months. All that hard work. Listen, sleep. Listen, I go in there sometimes. You don't have one more gifts to get that first now. But I'll be the first one there and the last one to leave. So I get in there at 8 o'clock in the morning. And then uh, everybody else is going home about 10. And I'm just starting to feel sad at 10. In <laughs> so I, I went to Walmart and bought me a cop. I'm stuck in there, I've got TVs in the place I got on the top of this basketball room when I'm down. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm tired of watching the news. I'm going to try to get a nap. So then I have to wake up every 45 minutes and go put wood on the spot. Keep going. Why, why am I doing all that? Because we got to do something. We got to do something. So when I tell you you got to do something, I know about hard. I know about doing what you don't want to do. I know about it. This ain't the first project that, I, that I've learned that I didn't want to sacrifice. But I, I learned over the years that when God gives you something to do, winning looks different than losing. Winning ain't easy. You think about it. If you got a football team, there, there's a lot of, they talk about the, the quarterback or people on the team. They're the first one in the locker room and the last one to leave. Winning looks different from losing. Winning requires preparation. Winning requires sacrifice. Winning requires an attitude. Winning requires you to expect something from yourself, even when 
know that people don't expect something from you. It requires a change of, of mindset. Let's keep going. I don't think I'm going to finish this whole thing today. Now look at this. Risk, chance, and investment. Risk, chance, and investment. You, that's what I wrote. You have to have faith. You have to put your faith out there. If you want God to invest in you, you must be willing to invest in yourself. If you want God to invest in, in y'all and what y'all got going on, you have to be willing to make an investment too. What kind of investment do you have to make? You have to be able to emotionally invest. You have to be able to financially invest. I'm telling God, I want to, you know, I want us to have this business or whatever we're going to do, or, uh, 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 buy a car, build a house, whatever it is you're looking to do. You're telling God, I want you to do it. But God's telling you, you don't need me to get involved yet because you ain't using everything you got. You don't need me to get involved. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, I, I, I'm sitting out, I'm in there, sitting on, sitting down. God, I need you to move. I need you to do X, Y, and Z. God, you don't need me to move because you ain't moving. Mm-hmm. Why you don't need me to move when you're not moving? Mm-hmm. God, I need you to, 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 to come with this money and that money. You got money. Yeah, use your money. You don't need my money. But if I use this money, I don't want And God is like, what's the next one? I don't trust me. So if you don't want to uh, engage in faith, I can't help you. And so these are decisions that we have to make together as a family. I have to clean that thing out before. Look, we have to stop doing this. Look, we done, we done lost our house. Brand new house. Making that first move, we lost everything. Both calls got repossessed, and the house got four calls on. But I left out of that movie. We made it. Praise God, I ain't been seen all over the world. And he gave me credibility. People know I ain't looking to do it. We make movies. Everybody who thought I was nuts and stupid changed their mind when we showed up at the, uh, I was at the Dearbook Mall movie theater, and they sat down. Almost 300 people sitting there watching what they thought I'd never be able to do. And so now people take me serious when I talk about that stuff. But stuff don't come without a sacrifice. But then you lost your house. I told you what God showed me when I was going through the whole thing. My house set up like this. I can see the whole neighborhood from right there. And he said, how many houses can you see? I said, man, at least 500. He said, why are you crying about this one? Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's right. Amen. But see, when it's different. You find people who have, have, have succeeded at something, they, they, they got stories like that. That's what I'm going to for six months. Tony Hackett, Jim Carrey, crazy enough to write himself a check for $10 million sleeping in his car and say, someday I'm going to get paid this much to make movies. They learn this different. So we, we, the children of God, we have to change our mind. Yeah. How we think. Now, again, I'm not telling you, this is not about you being a millionaire. I'm talking about you being having what you need. Because most folks don't have what they need. I'm talking about just having what you need. Forget the millionaires and the Lamborghinis and the Mercedes-Benz. Uh, Toyota Corolla is what we're trying to get to. At least. They're going to break down every five minutes so I can get you money right. 
That's what we're talking about. We're talking about you having what you need. All right? And I'm telling you, with, with so much in marriages depending on finances and different things like that, I'll tell you something else too. We talked about this the other day. How many people, and see, I'd like to tell the truth. Okay, I don't want to, you know, tell the truth. How many people will be married? And they even got a little commercial they put on the TV. They said, uh, Bob and Susie, when they first got married, they showed them this cartoon. They'd be in the wedding dress. Bob and Susie, when they first got married, they were very thin. And then they started having kids, and both Bob and Susie started putting them away. Right? And so at first they could exercise and get it off. Right? And then uh, they couldn't exercise no more, so they could push it some kind of surgery. Right? But that's true. Right? That's true. You know, you know, you know when, when, we, when we both got together, we were both a little small. <laughs> right? Just a little bit, huh? Just a little bit. And so, uh, over the years, we, we both have to, you know, we understand. We'll go, you know, tan burger, you know? We fry it, like, right? But then we hit them for a span of the way we got to do that stuff. And, and so we can tell you, hey, we're going to do it. Right? I'm going to tell you how to do it. Right? But we understood we just can't sit here. Because if we keep sitting here, all we can do is just sit here. Right? I'm going to get more and do nothing else. Right? And so, so if, if you have to make a choice, just because it's hard, hard don't mean you don't do it. You've you got to get on it. you got to put some effort forward. Now, it's hard. You know, a person will tell me, you know, uh, well, hey, look, uh, you know, why don't you try this? We tell them we're on this eating program. This is what we're doing right now. We eat, and sometimes we work out. Well, I better work out just more diet. You know? We're on the program, and they say, well, hey, you need to eat this because it tastes good. Did you do what I just said? <laughs> Stuff tastes good has already gotten us where we are right now. <laughs> right? So just because it tastes good does not move me enough for me to eat because we've got to go on this program. Amen. Amen. So we, we have to do that. We, we always have to do that. She can tell you in our life about so many things that we've done with anymore. And it was very difficult, very long. But, but, but it was like, we got to do it. We don't have no choice. Amen. I'm, I think I'm going to do one more thing and then I'm going to finish. All right. So listen, watch this. You have to be willing to make an investment. And God will strengthen you after you make the investment. The Bible says in Jesus' case, it says that when Jesus was on the cross, it says that the angels came and ministered to him when he was on the cross. They came and helped him out. Right? So once you make the decision to be obedient, then God will send it back up. Right? No matter what it is that you need to do. But we don't, we're not going to be a person that needs something or needs to do something, and we just don't do it because we just, it's going to inconvenience us. We're not going to do that. We're going to get on it. Amen? So watch this. This is how you... How you overcome things that you don't want to do. And I've told you this a million times. Uh, but this is how you do it. I don't know if, if uh, it's called REPO. R-E-P-O-H. R-E-P-O-H. It's an acronym. And it stands for Repetition, Easy, Pleasure, Often, Happy. This is how you establish habits in your life. And it's based on this principle that whatever I do in repetition, Whatever I do in repetition will eventually become easy to me. Exactly. Right? So if, I, if I'm working out and I, I got a certain weight, 
I come in, I do it every day. That way it's going to become easy for me. So then what needs to happen in order for me to, to grow? I need to switch up, right? Because, because no matter what I do, if I do something in repetition, it's easy. If you build things, if you build it, it's easy. It might be complicated. Me, oh my God, I can't. How? Oh, but somebody else who does it all the time, it's easy for them. Right? Some people are having a microphone, they're terrified. Give me a mic. Give me a mic. I have to learn how to stop myself. Right? Because it's easy for me, I do it. Right? So whatever you do in repetition, right, the first thing in establishing a new habit or something you need to do is to make it a repetition. Right? If you don't like reading, you need to read. If you want to, if you want to read, the way to overcome it is to read. Right? Because we're people of habit. That's the way we're designed. We follow what we, when we start doing something, we don't want to break the routine. You've already made a habit of not reading. It's easy for you not to read. It's a pleasure for you not to read. <laughs> Therefore, you don't read often, and now you've got a habit of not reading. You just read all the backwards way for the read. Okay? So whatever I do in repetition, it becomes easy. Whatever things are easy, it's a pleasure for me to do it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Brother Cooper, he likes to feel stuff. He, I don't know, it's more of a he step back and take a little while. But he likes to feel. It's easy for him. He likes to do it. So what, guess what? I, every time, if he's not on me, I thought, I would say, what, what project are you working on? I'm always working on something. That's it. I'm always working on something. Because he likes to do it. And so, repetition, easy, flesh, often, he's got to have it. He's got to have a bill. So when I want to establish something, something that I know I need to do, I need to be repetitious about it. Right? One of the things that we talked about over in Floyd uh, with, with the, our schedule and hours, which we're constantly trying to fix and adjust, is that we keep on our mind what's at stake here, what we're trying to accomplish. And I tell them, I say, hey, listen, I don't want to just want to all the time be here myself. They think that I'm like Ronald McDonald or somebody. I'm not Ronald McDonald. They think I just want to be there all the time and do it. I want to be all the time. Right? I told him the other day, I said, I feel like sometimes I'm in fat, fat forward penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm locked up and they won't let me out. Right? But, let me tell you something God has taught me, though. He's taught me that if I meditate on what I don't like, it's only going to get worse. If I'm doing something that needs to be done and I meditate on how much I don't like, it's just going to make it worse. So I have to look for the Bible says, take on whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is a good report. I have to find fun in it, and I have to make it fun while I'm going through it. So you and your spouse going through building whatever y'all are building in your life, whether that's a, 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 a health program, whether that's your financial portfolio, no matter whatever it is, you have to put fun in the thing. If you constantly uh, uh, talking about it negative or, 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 or looking at what's so terrible about it, you're going you're gonna to meditate on that and you're going to hate it. So I have to fix my mind and I have to say, let me take something else too. When I set myself on a course to do something, right, then I can't be in two places at one time. And I set myself on a course to do this, I have to see this through. Because if I don't see it through, I'm going to have to start over. Listen, if I quit this thing, we're part way through. 
beginning and go through that thing. God will give you no passes for half of the class. Well, you just going to come in and do your job and go through the rest of the course? No. You're going to start over. You're going to start over on this thing because what? When God bless you, listen, if you want to be at a certain place, and I'm talking about anointing wise, if you want to carry the power of God, right? Now, the blessing of God will make material stuff come to you. If you want to carry the power of God in your life, you've got to cross the bridge. And there are several bridges in your life you've got to cross. But the bridge is a filter. Right? Because some people won't go across the bridge. And so therefore they never get enough get further with God because they won't cross the bridge. But what's on the bridge? What's on the bridge is less of me and more of God. Amen. Submission. Help me out. Obedience. Submission, obedience, follow, and trust. That's what's on the bridge. That don't mean that I might not hit a place in the bridge where the ground fell out and I have to jump across or go down in the water if I got this across the bridge is tough. But but do I want this next level with God or not? Come on now. Do I want to get further along with God or not? And so you say, well, listen, I want to cross the bridge. So then you just turn around and you go back and you sit over here in your mess and be negative in your mess and be all upset in your mess. And then you decide later on, I want to go forward again. But guess what? You got the same bridge going to be there. Now you can decide to cross the bridge right now. Or you can wait five years, ten more years. But the blessing, you're not going to be the blessing until you cross the bridge. When you do it, it's up to you. When you do it, it's up to you. And in your relationship, you have to understand that. The two of you are trying to build something for your future. Trying to build something for your family. You, you listen. It's, it's not going to be easy. But it's, it's easier when the two people are working on it together than the one person working at it by itself. Amen. It's not going to be easy, but it's worth it. It's worth it. For me, ever since I got saved, man, that kingdom cause is worth it. That's why I know so hard after it. Right? And, and you have to learn how to, how to tune out distractions. Right? Oh, listen. I have sometimes other people that are not doing what I'm doing. Right? So they're, you know, posting pictures with over here in Acapulco. <laughs> right? I don't remember I'm in Jamaica. Hey. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at Florida, though, here. <laughs> you know, it's about 60 hours a week, 64, 64 hours a week. That's what I'm at. Right? And so I have to understand this is growth. This is what I'm about to say. That if God got me right here, if God has me right here, then I'm not supposed to be over here. Did you hear what I just said? If God got me over there, in this season, in this season, I'm not supposed to be over here. If God got me working on this project, I'm not supposed to be in our cocoa right now. But too many people say, it sure look like it's going over there. <laughs> look, they, they do another live video. They on, this, on this, some kind of phone device. You just over here working on our, building our own business, building our own dream. I'm over here doing this, this homework. And they don't get out the cocoa. <laughs> so Doing this homework. I think I'm just going to drop this class. Okay. So I can go to Acapulco. 
See, what you ain't talking about is they already went through the class. Uh-oh. In the last season. You skipped the season, and you done came out of Coco. They, they, they charge for a swipe, and every time the girls come out, it's declined. Because you didn't take care of your business. Gotta take care of your business. Last thing I'm gonna say is this life is seasonal. It's seasonal. The Bible says that in due season, you get the reward. In due season. There's a season. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, read it, chapter uh, 3, verses 1 through 11. It says there's a time and a season for everything. So in your sowing season, it's not the time for you to eat the harvest in your sowing season. In your sowing season, it's time to sow. Now, it can seem like a long time. You only know what happened. Five months. Five months. And it seems like five years. <laughs> so it seems like a long time, but that's the kind of effort you have to put into anything that's going to be worth something. So you realize, and I realize, there'll come a season to where uh, I'll walk in there and sit down as a customer. Yes, I will have a soft Floyd combo with fries and drink. Yeah, how are you? What's your name? Yeah, I don't even know you. Right? Let me how are you? Right? I don't know who you are. Just give me my food and let me walk out. They don't know who I am, and I won't know them. They'll come back like that, man. To where somebody else will come out of the back smelling like smoke. Hi, young man, how you doing? Right? That's the next lesson of our future. And you know what will happen? Is that the church will have the revenue that we need for me to put my focus into reaching the world from Cleveland, Texas. But if I can't go through this season now, you can't get to that season. You have to understand that. You have to go through what you got to go through in order to be in the place where you want to be. But especially in church, you don't want to go through nothing. Let me tell you something. Church people are some of the, the most not wanting to be put like this. Not wanting to go through stuff people I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they don't want to go through nothing. Because they think that they have sold that God's going to do it, He's going to bless it. Man, look at all these people. He blessed Abraham. But Abraham going to all the places and he took Abraham to a place and building and making his God. Abraham had to go to a place and, and tell the folks that his wife was his sister. And the man still took her. Mm-hmm. On the way to what God had him to be. Joshua didn't fight battle after battle after battle to get to a land that God promised him. Don't nothing come easy even if God said he wants you to have it. It don't come easy. It don't come without sacrifice. The Bible says that Jesus was the Lamb of God, slain before the foundation of the earth, and he still had to go through the cross. God promised that it was going to happen, but Jesus still had to go through it, and we read it, and we read it. He didn't want to do it. For a second, I don't want to do this. If it's any other way, let's do it another way. Nevertheless, I will continue to smell like a crispy smoke. If this is my season. But he understood that that was just a season. There was a season to go through the cross, and there was a time of 
Thank you. 